five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Home Podcast, your premier podcast for the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I'm Chris at Lightforce, the undercaffeinated, joined virtually as always by Jordan and Sir Dr. JM and Omni at Omni Strife. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. I feel I'm, um, you know, properly caffeinated. <laughs> Appropriately caffeinated. <laughs> Appropriately, yeah. I don't need much, but yeah, it, it, it sucks when you uh, can't really caffeinate. Well, uh, you can ask my wife about that, and I guess you as well now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we were talking about this before we hit record. Uh, I, I drink, I drink the coffee. It is the nectar <laughs> of the gods. You indulge. I indulge, and then I indulge some more. <laughs> so, not being able to drink it today, there are things that I'm experiencing over the course of the day that have just been a whole lot of, you know, CC meta, if we can call it that. I just feel like I'm stuck in place. Well, let's just hope we, we get to keep you until the catchphrase at the end. Yeah, maybe. And I, I won't lie. I was constantly like, hey, guys, I'm just not feeling up to it. You can do it without me. I'll just do a double clap every time you snooze off. Okay. Appreciate that. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, but we're back to a regular episode, not to confuse with a bonus episode that dropped like, what, a day in a bit after our, our last regular episode where we got to speak to uh, Sean Miller, head of the Overwatch League. If for some reason you didn't catch that episode or you saw the word bonus in your podcast player and you're like, skip, unskip, go back, listen to it. It was a, it was a good conversation. Put it on repeat. And, uh, you know, listen to it three times. Uh, <laughs> just three? Or four if you really want to. Okay. There we go. There we go. But uh no, it was a good conversation, I think. And I think uh, there might be an opportunity to get him back uh, at a later point in the, in the season. Because, hey, when you're the premier podcast like we are. That's right. And he's a Rhine main. Like, I mean, I felt we were on the same, like, wavelength. Yeah, that was a little too much. Yeah, at that point, I was like, all right, Sean, time to go. Got to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're busy busy here. And uh, no, no offense, but, like, head of Overwatch League, I mean... Yeah, nobody got time for that. <laughs> no, <nobody laughs> but 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 honestly, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, such a big honor to have him on, and and it was fun to speak to him to boot. So uh, a, a double dub there. So yeah, he was really good to talk to. Very friendly, very open. Is that what you expected going in? Friendly, open, laid back, easy going. I expected friendly. Ah, once you, yeah, once you talk to us a little bit, we can uh, you know. Stuff soften up the 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 hardest baddies. So, oh, is that is that true? <laughs> I'll, I'll that'll be our our new tagline. Softening right? up the uh, hardest we, baddies. We soften up the hardest baddies. That's <laughs> what uh, we I've do. Been known to soften a hardened baddie every now and then, but uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know if we can oh, talk about that, that kind on of podcast. <laughs> oh well, anyhow, well, we we, we, we get properly caffeinated and then we just you know soften up. <laughs> Oh, this is even the off season and we've already gone completely sideways. Um, we're going to talk about, uh, the weekend that was obviously the last weekend of the sort of play and play or qualification play into the kickoff clash, which is going to take place this weekend. So we'll talk a little bit about, uh, the Toronto defiant getting in. I mean, we knew that that was pretty much going to happen. It wasn't a guarantee, but 
they made it happen. Uh, the Vancouver Titans, not so much, but, uh, there's also some stuff that happened. Like, you know, the morning that we dropped our episode, I mean, podcast medicine says Wednesday is when stuff <laughs> happens. So we'll get into that too. Um, uh, right away here. Let's just start pushing this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. If you follow the Toronto Defiant, or maybe you don't, but follow the Overwatch League, I can't imagine how you would have missed the news that dropped uh, via Dexerto, uh, an article written by uh, Halo Thoughts, Aaron Spang, uh, that uh, outlined that there was issues in the six. Uh, issues so significant that two players, Muse and Finale, had demanded to be traded. They had put in their trade requests. And uh, this dropped like, oh, I don't know. I mean, it was UK time when it got posted. It was like people were waking up in, in Toronto to this news. And then by the time, I mean, the three of us who are West got up, uh, you know, there was smoke, there was fire, people were throwing chairs, tables were being flipped. And, uh, you know, soon after that, uh, Adam, he goes and says, no, nah, I've not, I've not heard anything about trade requests we're going to look into this um and then shortly after that we saw the uh uh the crew at ca uh, overwatch um specifically spencer saying oh yeah no this is i can confirm this this is this is this is true this is what i've been hearing this is what my source is saying uh halo got us beat just because of the time zones uh he recorded a video sharing his thoughts and i believe uh you know chris had some as well and then uh and then things didn't happen to be that way uh Finale, uh, or say Muse comes out and says, I did not ask to be traded. Um, Finale, you know, tweeted the triple emoji because, I mean, we was at a loss of words, I guess. Um, and I mean, functionally speaking, you know, Stella, who is the team manager, which I don't know if she's like the GM or she's like the coordinator because on LinkedIn, her title is sort of manager, but the role responsibility seemed coordinator. She comes out and says, Yeah, I mean, we're a team. There's going to be some tough times, but that's no different than the others. It's all good. We've chatted about it. Water under the bridge. We move on. Uh, Halo then doubled down. He's like, oh, typical, you know, PR speak. Yeah. And uh, that was that. So um, one thing that I want to share is one, I'm nowhere near as connected to the scene as Halo happens to be. And, and it sounds like Spencer has a few sources within the organization as well. Um, what little I had heard is that, the, you know, the team has had uh, some difference of opinion. But quite frankly, I would be more concerned if a team who maybe isn't hitting it, you know, perfectly in stride wouldn't have some differences of opinion, like players who were upset. And you think about the competitor in a player. If you don't get into action and you get benched or a coach makes a decision that you're not going to start, I hope that draws an emotional response, right? Because I think the bigger story would be if there wasn't one. Yeah. But again, I'm not trying to suggest that there are significant problems that anyone requested a trade. I heard nothing of that sort. Um and I can't say I even heard a whole lot of there being issues. I just heard that, oh yeah, you know, there's some some people who are upset and honestly i bet you if you were to say oh how many teams have upset players on their roster it's probably a fair number of them <laughs> so toronto is no different than anyone else yeah yeah i mean it's a it feels to me like a he said she said kind of thing maybe there was something that was shared uh that eventually reached halo i mean I, i'm not saying that 
this is all true, I, but I guess there is a reason why he, you know, chose to to report, and it was about the define, and it, it it you know he mentioned the players by name, so and the double down later. But mm-hmm. like I said, things are still handled by the organization, and until like things uh, are are officially announced, addressed, or if the players are you know. Uh, reported to be traded then it's all just you know smoke and 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 it always brings me back to to meet sports it mm-hmm. happens all the time mm-hmm. a lot of the time you know players want uh, uh uh you know management or the gm or whoever to to know that they might not be you know perfectly fine with their role with how the team is performing maybe they're trying to leverage something uh is it a thing to to panic about not really it's it's just a thing that happens unfortunately like people like halo uh you know that's what they live off of this uh, sensationalist leaky uh thing but i'm not you know hating on him you know that's the game don't hit the player right but it is what it is so just nothing to be uh super upset about yeah it's juice we get to talk about it right so <laughs> it's content. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, it it very much felt like things are being blown a little out of proportion here, um, especially when it all happens and, and, you know, whatever happened, happened. And then you see Adam tweeting something to the extent of, I've heard nothing so far. You see Stella coming out with, yeah, a more PR sort of message. But then I think on top of that, when you see some of the players that were directly involved, then tweeting out things like Muse said, um, I don't remember his exact statement, but he basically said, it's all good. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, like you said, Chris, you know, players at this level, at any level of competition, you expect them to be fired up. You expect to see some high emotions. Yes, managing that is a part of a team and, you know, in some ways, the responsibility falls to the coaches and things like that. Um, you expect that a team has enough um, well, teamwork between themselves that players are understanding when you know the choice is to go with another player over another player. Um, but at the same time, it's it's kind of like it very much felt like somebody heard somebody say this and then somebody told somebody and eventually, you know, three or four links down the chain, it got to halo reported as, Oh, muse was up in arms or was shouting at KDG or what have you. And it, it really was very much like, unless you are the player or coach directly involved, there's a good chance. Nobody has all the facts right now. Um, and, and really just kind of take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. One thing that I'll add, though, is the fact that maybe Toronto as an organization, you know, uh, at least with managing rosters, constantly rebuilding, not really uh, maybe figuring it out quite uh, as well, uh, has this, you know, reputation, like I said. So maybe that's why uh, people like to to steer this thing up and, and uh, that might still do damage to the organization itself, even though there's, you know, not not much to to address here. But l- like I said, um, the Overwatch media world, such as it is, likes to, you know, say things like, "Oh yeah, it's that's what you can expect from 
an organization like Toronto Defined or Boston or yeah. Tor- or, or Vancouver, whatever. And and <laughs> this is unfortunately our world, right? Of 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 esports or or podcasting, and and that's why people really lean hard into this, even though there's nothing there most of the time. Sometimes there is for sure, but <laughs> I guess that's well, and I I think it. It's unfair to say that, oh, Halo lied or, you know, the team is going full PR, um, as some have been. I was actually watching a little bit of uh, Plat Chat mm-hmm. uh, today, and, uh, you know, they were ch- chatting about this issue, and, and Sideshow had, had said, like, it's possible that in both scenarios, both are right, mm-hmm. because or in the scenario, both are right, because, you know, could one of or both of the players said, if you're not going to start me, trade me? that's possible in the heat of the moment being upset you say something but then how is that interpreted oh that's an official trade request which is it's not uh, but arguably you know now we're sort of into the course of semantics and how you position something can can be impactful um i don't necessarily know having sort of watched plat chat and again here's another group of people who are probably a little more connected than us within a much wider swath of the league they didn't necessarily buy in that it was nothing, but they weren't buying sort of what Halo was selling. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing I've learned, just sort of, you know, becoming sort of more in tune with the world of esports, hyperbole is where it's at. Yeah, it is. It is all about sort of the amplification of a message, uh, an amplification of the content mm-hmm. within the message, and. As a result, I think this is just sort of, you know, part of the 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 scene. It's just you know, uh, player flip table. Yeah. Um, and oh well. Yeah. Well, guess what? They unflip the tables. Yeah. I listened to uh, Plat Chat today as well, and and actually, you bring up a good point in that um, Sideshow did a good job talking, especially towards the start of when they were sort of bringing this up. Um, in pointing out the fact that, and similar to, I think, how, for the most part, we feel, um, Halo does what he does and is making something of a career out of it, and that's fine. That's whatever it is. Um, he's known as an industry insider and or leaker, um, and he now, you know, works at least part-time with Dexerto and writes articles for them and everything like that. Um, but the the important point that Sideshow made was that it's not to call out Halo and say he's wrong. It's more just that in the past, he's been loose with some of the terms he'll use and he'll Mm kind of, you know, one minute he'll say someone is benched and then the next match they'll be playing and he'll go back and say, well, I didn't mean benched like, like they're never going to play again. I just meant they weren't playing in this match. And he's a little bit loose with some of the terminology he uses and things Mm -hmm. like that. And that's kind of where that hyperbole comes in in that, you know, you say a player has requested a trade and to some, that means a very official request has gone across a GM's desk that says, I want to go to the Florida Panthers or the Tampa Bay lightning. And Roberto Mm -hmm. Luongo is out of the door. The next thing you know it. Um, But in other cases, that is simply a, you know, like you say, player flips table and says, I'm out of here. And someone takes that the wrong way. Right. So. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I want to make very clear if Halo doesn't do it, there really isn't a whole <laughs> long list of others filling that void. Um, 
you know, his, his track record as of late has been mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, and as you know, Ani, you pointed out, he drops juice. It gives us content to talk about. Yeah. That's, that's good for us. Um, I just think it is important for people who, who see that, who then try to sort of find a, a side of the fence that they want to be on to understand that it is, it is really uh storytelling mm-hmm. and, and any time there is storytelling at play, somewhere in that story is the truth and there are many people contributing to it and you have to sort of figure out where that truth may lay it's not black or white it is not definitive um so yep anywho um so this all happens everything's you know uh hunky dory uh they're all you know heading out for for uh lunch dinner whatever the heck it is that they uh they would did so Fast forward to big matchup against the New York Excelsior and uh, uh, kicking things off on Coliseo are the Toronto Defiant minus Muse and Finale, at least in the starting five, which then sets things off. You got, you got Halo, you know, tripling down at this point, <laughs> like, oh, look what's going on here. And you had other people like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Um, and not to sort of fast forward too quickly, because we'll, we'll come back and discuss the, the map. But then what do we see on Gibraltar? We see both of them come back in. So, you know, if they had not wanted to play or they were going to be a problem in playing, I don't think that sub takes yeah. place. Um, and it made sense that the sub took place on Gibraltar with who you want to play and the, the type of um, loadout you want to put into the, the game. But it's, again, it's just, there's a there is smoke. There's a fire. Someone's throwing a little mm. fuel on it. A um, little fuel. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. Well, and, and and this broke after the match uh, or the weekend where they played the fuel. So that's uh, interesting. But I, I was also actually going to say that that brings up another good point as well, though. Although, um, which is to say. Um, I find it pretty amusing. <laughs> okay, guys, come on. We'll never get to our finale at this point. I, I don't want to be Korong about this. Late into but, the twilight. Oh, good. That was a good one. That was a good one, too. Um, no, I, I was just going to say. Um, we can keep going. I don't give a damn demo about this. <laughs> oh. Wow. That was. I hope he listens to this episode. Yeah, you got to put it as a highlight. That will bring in the big numbers. <laughs> That's what people are listening for. Let's be real here. Um, no, I was just going to say that it's also natural for a team and an organization to want to field more than just their, you know, primary line. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we see this with the team like Atlanta bringing in Hawk and Gator at times, um, you know, separately, obviously, um, Dallas with, with Hanbin and just alternating players that they have that fulfill the same role. That's a very normal thing. Um, Obviously, they are trying something out and they want to see what works. And maybe they're attempting to build to something bigger or the coach sees some potential in one player or another that, you know, we're not privy to these behind closed doors conversations, right? So there's just, there's there's so many different things at play. Um, yeah, like, like I say, I mean, there's obviously something, some truth to this, uh, but the extent of that will, we'll probably never really know. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about this matchup. So getting back onto to Coliseo here, where you got the uh, Muse and Finale list defiant taking on the Excelsior. 
Um, I think people had questions, obviously, how are the Defiant going to perform? There's also some questions as to is New York actually better than maybe people are giving them credit for. Um, (laughs) I think we saw a a very clear uh, answer uh, in that regard. They are as good as Yaki can be when let Mm -hmm. loose. And if you can counter Yaki, who I kid you not, I swear he plays with pulse on cooldown. (laughs) (laughs) And, and it has magnets Mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. Right. Like, um, the New York doesn't, doesn't go far. And, and, and that's sort of what we saw over the course of this, this entire match, um, starting off Coliseo. Yeah. I, I, I think, I mean, if I were to even summarize everything, the, although shut down Yaki. Uh, I mean, if we were to, sure. Sure. Shut down. If, if you count that, like, I wouldn't well, say he shut, shut him down, but he did like slowed him down him now enough to, yeah. I, I think, Toronto Strad was a lot of the time, especially. Well, we'll get there in, in a, a few more maps because I feel like this was actually a very close map, and and Toronto had to like f- clutch it out at the end. It it was pretty pretty close. Maybe it's just the nature of this map of of, of push, but eventually as the series went on, they they started kind of letting Yaki kind of do his thing, and and if you get rid of everyone around him, he becomes a much easier target and. Hmm. Maybe that's what happened. And I don't know. Like Coliseo was pretty close. Well, I, th- I think it's the nature of the mode though. Yeah. Well, like sort of these last minute. Cause like if, if you don't have a definitive advantage on, on push it's back and um, forth, back and forth, we often and forth. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes down to making sure you more appropriately win that, that crucial or critical team fight near the end to take control of, mm. uh, of the, uh, butt scratching, uh, robot. And, uh, and I mean, again, we've, this is not the first time we've seen Toronto do this. Yeah. I think I, I like, I'm trying to think, has there been a definitive rollover where the defiant have had that on, on push? I, I, I there are far too many matches I, uh, that I'm thinking that I can remember where it's off into this last fight where they, they, they win it. However. Yeah, I agree. I remember. It becomes closer near the end. Boston again was the same situation, right? Mm-hmm. If I recall correctly, uh, but I, I'm sure it's that's the case for like most of the maps, right? Most of the matches that are going on in push, heck, even like Vancouver playing, you know, down to the wire on these maps, and then I guess that that is the nature of these maps. Uh, another thing that I really like in this uh, matchup is the clash of different metas where. You know, you, you get to see sometimes Zarya, sometimes uh, the Winston. It's pretty interesting to see. And if you're London, the Rhine. Oh, <laughs> just just the Rhine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the Zarya from Toronto with Hadba. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The, and I mean, I guess it's more later on where I felt that Toronto started to, to figure out the, the synergy where you have although doing sort of the the flank and escape um getting the bubble um generating the energy yeah um not so much obviously on the next map on gibraltar yeah uh where arguably it wasn't it wasn't a muse or a finale issue here toronto collectively just didn't look organized on Mm -hmm. gibraltar it was odd Uh, this is a phase where 
under the the shuttle they went into that phase so quickly and so efficiently and maybe they what we've seen many times before just you know put their foot off the throttle a little bit and i don't know why um they had so much time but then like suddenly kellen yaki and his, their friends this, turned into a wall and, and nothing really moved kellen so. yaki and their friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's that's how I took down the notes at the time, so I guess it, <laughs> it was pretty accurate description. Um, but, but yeah, and then when when you do like such a poor push, New York felt a little bit confident, and you know they they got their map, they pushed quick as well. Well, and I think you know if we consider when like Toronto set New York up with the opportunity to win, it gave New York some confidence, and in some respect, Toronto looked a little. I'm not gonna say shook. But as we've seen, when Toronto... Well, that's what you get when you play the tank who requested a trade, right? (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) Um, But as we've seen over the course of this season with Toronto, the moment that they lack confidence in their abilities, they start to fall apart. And I don't Mm. care who you're playing against. You have to be confident. Not necessarily over, but no, hey, we've got this. Let's organize. Let's regroup. And Toronto struggled to do that. Like, as soon as there was some resistance that's when they, they just sort of fell apart. Like the coordination wasn't there. Um, stupid mistakes. But, uh, you know, talking about Midtown, Midtown, they were, they were back in, back in the groove. Um, and the, the thing that really struck me was that Toronto was making New York fight for every inch and New York just could not do the same. And, you know, beyond some maybe cheeky play from although who's, you know, crouching in a room and I, they, I, they were saying on the cast, Oh, he's using the, the uh, emote to see around the, the corner. Mm. I don't think he could see around those stairs. Cause there's an incline, <laughs> like not exactly who he was spying on, but maybe he but had again, wall hacks. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but this is where we started to see, you know, Yaki pulse bomb on cooldown connected with magnets essentially being um, taken out of the picture, not being able to get the joy on sticking Twilight or, or Turong, who, you know, as we've seen, and it's probably seen with any team, take a support or take both. That's a one team fight guaranteed. Yeah. Um, and then where he is, although he's going in and he's dealing out enough damage that, I mean, I think Yaki was using uh, Megas at one point hmm. uh, to, to heal. Like it's just, too many support targets uh, to have to, to deal with a Hisu and an and, and all low combo. Yeah. This map is probably the one uh, where it became most apparent that the strat would like destroy everyone around Yaki. And then he's easy pickings, right? A single tracer can't really do much. Yeah. Uh, and I felt like it worked well. Um, you know, the, the, the takes were really quick for both teams on the, on the initial, Toronto, I think was a bit quicker. Uh, yeah, like it was. Their take seemed to be just much more efficient. But, <laughs> they just yeah. walked in, and um, they didn't really get stuck on that, you know, risky area. After you take the point, they just pushed through, and yeah, they were becoming more comfortable uh, and and asserting their authority, and mm-hmm. uh, just just looking better. Yeah. yeah, that the the double the double entrance with the single 
blocked door. I don't know what to call the doorway. Um, but uh, no, Toronto had no issues getting through and continuing to ensure that the payload was moving. And then that was, that was, you know, something both, I think, yeah. think both teams were able to accomplish, but Toronto shut them down the moment they got to overpass. Like Toronto owned that space. Right. Muse was playing great. I guess he, uh, before this map started, you know, canceled his request for a trade. So it's all good now. He must have. But uh, this now has the Defiant up going into Ilios, and uh, I'm disappointed in the Defiant's play here on Ilios. They should have won it on well. Mm. Yeah, maybe it's the map uh, type. I don't know. A lot of people talk about how maps really define how teams succeed or not in Overwatch 2. Maybe that's part of what it was. Yaki was really doing yucky things and mm-hmm. and it's hard, hard to really gauge what went wrong there but maybe the well the was it was sort of that i was going to say the final the final fight sure. know, that new york was successful and ultimately flipped the point on you know toronto toronto had had alt economy in their favor they were they were set up like new york was coming mm. in in a in in relative sort of desperation um the thing about this is I I think Twilight was the first to drop. Mm. And to ensure that the, you know, fight were to continue, I mean, he swaps into Moira. Mm. And, you know, it felt to me that maybe, okay, let's say he doesn't go to Moira. Let's say he stays on Anna. I think they're then set up for a counter if the flip were to occur. But I understand the logic. You want to get back to the fight as quick as possible. But in doing so, economy's now at the window you're essentially doing a full reset and you're coming into what's now a final fight that you need to desperately take um in a much different uh, position mm-hmm. so um i've i've got to admit i had a really busy weekend so i didn't really watch any matches this weekend i'm scrubbing through the toronto match right now and i'm watching ilios well because you've shouted it out there it took Toronto until 84%, I think it was, before they capped it. Big uphill That's, climb. Yeah, I was going to say, that. at that point, you essentially put yourself in a position where you have to win every team fight. If you don't, then you're not going to take the map. Well, but that's the thing is Toronto then did just yeah. that. Oh, they like did? They, they, held that point to 90, they held that point to 99 Ooh. once they <laughs> took it. And again, that's, that's the point. Like, you know, if they had just lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah you know, a, a, a fight after, and it was like a hundred to 23 or right. whatever. I wouldn't be as upset. It's the fact that they were able Looked to go, like they were going to turn it and do everything they could possibly hmm. do. Yeah. And I mean, now that like watching the first half of this, this map, it did look like they were getting rolled. And I mean, I'm watching it on, you know, whatever one and a half speed. So now it's at 86, 86 or so. And Toronto's climbing and now they're at 90 and <laughs> they do look like they're playing well in this sort of second half of the map. Um, well, they are playing well. Huh, good one. <laughs> they sure yeah. are, aren't they? So I, I have a question, sort of a general question about Toronto, um, but about the meta overall at, right now. We've seen teams, I think, mostly going with more of a dive-centric Winston meta We've obviously seen a bit of the Zarya, and that's kind of where Hotba comes in over Muse, I think, in a lot of ways for Toronto. How do we feel about 
Toronto on the Zarya. Because I, I think they're, they're passable. That's kind of what I'm thinking too, is the fact that I, there's been talk on the internet about how Dallas in some ways defines the meta, you know, they, they will play something and other teams will catch wind of it and think they're so dominant on it that they try to just emulate a similar play style. And I know early on, uh, Dallas was one of the first teams that kind of came out with this Zarya look and I think they lost their first match even, but they didn't look great, but it was kind of thought that maybe they were trying to bring this into play because it's actually a little bit stronger than, than more of a Winston meta. Um, but I, I just wonder if they can keep up with some of the top teams when playing it, or if they should maybe focus on what we know they can do a little, a little better. Um, Cause I, I really liked, honestly, I really liked Muse before he flipped the table and everything, you know? So, yeah, it's odd. I guess it's like more of, of a map defining feature right now. It looks like some of the maps when they're more yeah. flattened down to the earth, uh, you'd go with that Reaper. And I, I think it's fair to also say that it's not just on the Zarya or the Winston. Right? No, it's also fair like, enough. means it's like a package with the Reaper yeah. and maybe that would be the issue. I'm not saying that that is the issue. Right? No, it's all. But I agree. It. They look better a little bit on, on the Winston. Yeah. Um, who knows, really? Uh, lots of things are being played in different uh, combinations. Yeah. I don't think uh, combinations. I don't really think like maybe even Ryan has uh, as a place in this meta in some well this map. past weekend. Seem like it. Exactly. Not just London, right? A lot of people well, starting to bring it out, and 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 sometimes, hmm. like you mentioned, Dallas. Even the fact that that Genji was played well because Sparkle was so good at it. It's just like okay, let's try it, and he was like obviously godly on it, and that's why th- things. Got picked up. I'm kind of enjoying this in a way yeah. because a lot of the time, like Overwatch League was so risk averse in, in that regard. So I'm glad we see some experimentation. Like we're going to see, I don't know if it's some, <laughs> it's because they played, uh, um, well, it's not just because of the, it was the Vancouver Titans. We see more Ash now being played as well. A lot of things. Torp. Uh, tor- Did we see Torp this <laughs> yeah. weekend? Oh, we man. saw a a, Yeah, uh, let's just mention the 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 things that happened in multiple games, and not just in like the <laughs> weird. We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that one in a moment. Uh, yeah, we saw then. the echo. It's it's a good observation. Like they're still experimenting yeah. a lot with what's going on, but maybe it's just like the inherent nature of of Overwatch too, perhaps. Yeah. Which which brings me to the fact now that we're discussing it and. I've played a little bit of comp over this week, and man, I, I miss Overwatch 2 <laughs> so, so much, so much. I, I want to go to Midtown. I want to play 5v5. It's been brutal. Um, going back to shooting at freaking double shields with Sigma Orissa. Ugh. And a bunch of CC. Oh, yeah. I actually, I could do, I could do with the shields. I could find, but the CC no. is just. Well, I, I'm different because, like, I play the DPS for, for you, I guess. It's uh, more of that. CC mm-hmm. uh, uh, issue, yeah. But uh, I mean, thankfully, Toronto pulls this one up because if they lose Ilios, I I, I, I do give them the advantage going into push the way we've seen them play, and, and it's New Queen Street of all. But <laughs> that's a variable you don't want to want to you know mess around with. So yeah. thankfully, Toronto you know shut that shut them down before getting there. Yeah, I, I'd like to see more of a gap. 
playing against New York, but a win is a win. So, <laughs> hey, I mean, exactly that. Yeah. So Toronto in winning booked themselves into uh, this weekend's action in uh, down in Dallas uh, for the Kalkoff clash. But, um, you know, before we actually get to talk about that matchup, Let's talk about the last uh, match uh, that we had sort of paid closer attention to. That was the one immediately after the Define Excelsior match. That is the Toronto, or sorry, the Vancouver Titans taking on the uh, San Francisco Shock. I'm going to tell you right now, I had this as 3-0 San Francisco. So the fact that Vancouver got themselves a map, congratulations. I am also, so I'm I'm pissed off. (laughs) with what the Titans did at the end. I actually, I mean, as much as it's frustrating to watch a team like the Titans continue to lose, you know, match in match out with absolutely no, no sign of becoming better. Granted top tier opponent, hard Mm -hmm. to prove that the Vancouver Titans looked like a passable team to use that term. I mean, we saw them not do too horribly on the initial sort of few fights on push. Uh, We saw the Vancouver Titans not do too horribly on Circuit Royale, though in fairness, um, it also did not look good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Eichenwald play was great and then legion tower was just like what the actual so let's you know let's talk about this so coliseo the vancouver titans and san francisco shock seem to have the idea that you won by like deathmatch at least for the first like almost a minute like neither team had actually gotten an opportunity to push yeah and they continued to sort of fight back and forth until the titans actually won that initial fight titans actually got the initial you know um noticeable push in in here and and then when it went the other way titans were covered again which you know you'd think would be perfect except for the fact that uh, proper decided to go hanjo uh hanjo hanzo (laughs) (laughs) and uh and you know flanking hanzo at that Hmm. And the Titans had no answer. They could not respond. Yeah, a moment of silence. Uh, okay, um, false Zarya is pretty good, right? It's it's. It, I, I like that in Coliseo, Vancouver went to what they're good at. Um, but unfortunately, you mentioned the Hanzo, and it's a theme throughout this entire map. <laughs> uh, not map, match. Like this guy, I'm a believer. He. It doesn't matter what he plays. It just feels like like a cheat code in a way. Well, and, and when and yeah. we saw him play pretty much every DPS character <laughs> and, there and, was. And when you're already like playing an uphill battle, and if you compare like the rosters up and down, I guess even without proper, if you put in Kilo and and Sam, you'd say that yeah, San Francisco should win this three one, maybe on a bad day three two, and then you insert this guy who just like smurfs in the overwatch league <laughs> that's how it feels like it's it's ridiculous like damn be the meta or whatever uh i understand why you almost had to bleep yourself that's kind of how i felt watching this guy it's incredible it's so frustrating and impressive at the same time 
they put up a decent fight in Coliseo, but we already mentioned this before. Like, it's a weird type of map, and they lost. So, not a well, great start. I, no, it wasn't. But again, like, watching this <sighs> occur, this sort of speaks to, and people are like, oh, no, they, it was just a, a San Francisco was throwing. That's the reason he went to Hanzo. I, I mean, if that's <sighs> the case, cool. But I don't think it is at all. Like, the fact that it was so definitively different when Proper goes to Hanzo and then just starts. You know, it was picked, startling. Yeah, you know, flanking in and essentially dropping Skyripa like that. Um, and if not, then you would have Masa and Skyripa essentially being distracted, having to deal with proper. Meanwhile, you know, False was getting deleted, yeah. or Shockwave was having to do some crazy flank, Aspire getting deleted, um, and then the Titans simply ran out of time. They won a fight. They start pushing the the bot to, to keep contesting. Yes. They're now having to concede high ground because yeah. the respawn mechanic, but it it's like the Titans weren't entirely sure what they wanted to do, or they were so scared of proper and his range. The person who was pushing the bot in false, he fires two, two, two bubbles and still gets deleted and has to go to a mega or at least to flank and hide. And that was that that's a, it's a fight mm. that's over. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, then we go to Circuit Royale where I'm not entirely sure I was a fan of how the the Chitons chose to attack, but Lord have mercy with the way the San Francisco attacked and there was no mercy with the Vancouver Titans considering what proper did again. Yeah. Jordan right now, he's scrubbing right. real fast to try I to am. catch up to this point to see what we're I talking about. I just jumped forward. Yeah. In- entire kill feed was just proper headshots proper body shots everything like and 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 the the bastion shot ash was also a pain in the butt during our attack phase and yeah and then the bastion went out like hey i don't know who you are but like it doesn't matter what your rank is if you can hit your shots, you can play the Hanzo. You can play the 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 Bastion. It, it's 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 just you know people like to echo whatever the 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 Reddit hive mind will say. Bastion well, can so- kill a person. Sure, that's your job as a DPS. And if you as a DPS can like massacre the entire team consistently, you can play. I don't know Symmetra for all I care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And that was that's what proper is doing, and it's it's uh, it's wonderful uh, and unfortunate for us as you know um, as as the recipients. I was gonna say, well, and like sorry. The, yeah, no, I was go gonna ahead, say, go watching watching all of this happen at one and a half speed, no less, is ridiculous. But it definitely it strikes me that people said San Francisco was throwing because I think there's. There's throwing and then there's playing with your food and no offense to Vancouver, but everything I've seen is like, if San Francisco knows they can win, if a player like proper knows that he can, I don't know, show off toy with these people. Why not have oh, some fun? Some serious, you know, you know, play yeah. some, oh, no, play I, some heroes for it. we it's don't just... see, um, you know, pop off kind of thing. Um, this, this stat just popped up on screen. Yeah. The Shocker six and two in matches versus the Titans all time. The last time Vancouver beat San Francisco was Stage One Finals of 2019, which obviously <laughs> we know what 2019 was like. But 
that's that's uh, something for you. That's for sure. That's yeah, a stat. Yep. And then, um, and then in Lijiang, I guess uh, Vancouver. We were skipped throwing, over. We right? skipped over Eichenwald. Eichenwald was where the Vancouver Titans actually won a map. <laughs> skipped oh, yeah, right yeah. over that one. <laughs> right, I mean, right, I get the full it. Hold. That's right. That's right. We got it. So what happened there? Teach me. Okay, so so Sam gets brought in uh, for the the shock, and this is where people are like, oh yeah, no, you know the way uh, the the shock were playing at this point. This they were throwing. This is the mm. reason why the Titans won this map. The Titans played very intelligent. Um, the they essentially pinned the shock uh, at the overpass, and when the shock finally sort of bullied their way in, they had taken such a beating that the Vancouver Titans would get the first pick or two hmm. back to mm-hmm. spawn. They go, um, and I want to say it was. I think it was Sam that continued to try to do this weird soldier flank where he was coming up into sort of the, the back doorway. No, I think uh, proper is was playing proper is on soldier, soldier right now, okay. just in the feed yeah. I have. Proper, like, <laughs> like, they, they're, they're what, like, I get where the flank was and he's trying to sort of throw in, but it wasn't, he wasn't getting any value mm. there. And often he would be the last right. one up and it would just sort of delay the, the, yeah, right. Like it was, it was like San Fran had an idea it didn't work. And you know what? Maybe if, if they're playing with their food, suddenly the food started mm-hmm. fighting back and they weren't expecting it. Mm-hmm. But the Vancouver Titans looked good. And then on attack, they just like, okay, well, we're going to come through the, the, the doorway here. I hope you don't mind. And by the way, see that, that, that space, we're going to start making it to making it. Well, and Eichenwald is, is a map that is, uh, you know, if you can push through that first choke and get on the point and get a couple picks, there's a good chance the attacking team is going to cap uh, the the payload and start it moving. Um, That's, I mean, there was no yeah, need to start it moving. I mean, from the sounds of it. Yeah. But like they didn't like that. Like that's the thing is the Vancouver Titans did so well. They didn't even need a full cap on that's that. That's right. Point. They would have only needed whatever a third. I'm assuming it was like two, two and a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And another play that I really liked from this uh, uh, game is solo grabbing proper. They're like, <laughs> enough, dude. Just just die already. <laughs> and it worked. But, you know, Vancouver Titans, they win Eichenwald. And suddenly you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. hey, control is often a map where they can find some value. I mean, even in, in, in matches where they should be uh, completely walked over, they go into control and uh, they make things happen. Which is why it was so frustrating when the Vancouver Titans decided to experiment. Which is, again, for me, difficult for me to say. I did not like the experimentation because this is what I have been asking for them to do for I don't know how long. But my oh my, I'm just going to go right to Control Tower and ask what the actual, what? <laughs> like, I mean, you pick Ash, you get Bob. You pick Torb, that turret's not Bob. Yeah, Like, Shockwave actually picked I mean, not straight out of spawn, but he pretty darn quick went to hmm. Torb. And I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, I mean, I love Torb. Give me all the Torb you can. When, when you were talking Torb earlier, I really thought you were saying San Francisco flexed onto Torb. I did not no, expect to hear that. Is, that's exactly the point. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strange Suddenly one. the food yeah, is I, playing back. We full held these fools. Yeah, we just fully mm. held these guys. They're probably oh, super bad. Yeah. And like, I never remember. 
I don't think I ever saw a tour being played in the past in this map in particular. It's like such an enclosed little area where the entire fights are happening. It's like, oh, strange. I, 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 yeah, you're, you know what? If I, if you think about this, of all these three maps, this is probably the one you, the, you least you don't play the Torbond. Maybe on well, you know, Tower, but not in Control. It's such a, I'm watching it right now, and like Shockwave is playing literally just in that first hallway that opens up into into the point. Like mm-hmm. it's not even like he's trying to be sneaky and place the the turret up on a ledge or anything like that. He's just in the hallway. He did try to go for a hammer kill, I think. Oh, fair but, enough. <laughs> Obligation, like, but still though, like. Maybe he lost a bet or something. Huh. I don't know. <laughs> it's proper. Just, I think Omni's right. Vancouver Titans <laughs> did a you know full hole on Eichenwald to decide that San Fran was washed. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Oh god. Maybe that's just, his you know, uh uh you know peculiar way of, of for requesting a trade. Yeah, maybe. I honestly I think I would have been happier if the Titans just lost 3-0 after seeing I mean, my predictions would have been right, so <laughs> I mean Three one, you know, if it was like, oh, I hope there's someone out there that can tell me the strat the Titans were using and that it made a lot of sense because it just sh- I'm I'm wood tier and I wouldn't have run up. And run Shockwave out. is I wouldn't even try it on Torb. We're at eighty four percent in climbing for San Francisco. What you expected him to switch off? Yeah, I did. <laughs> like I think they're gonna win this round with him on Torb, which is embarrassing to say the least no but uh i mean and you know we sort of didn't mention it but uh aspire he only got one map psycho had come mm-hmm. in for the rest shockwave stayed in um i mean whatever it is what it is <laughs> vancouver titans are over on the season and that's probably where they will remain forevermore have, sorry I um, say have we seen aztec at all recently not recently, uh, no. I was just realizing, like for the last couple matches, I don't think we've seen him, have we? And the last time um, we saw him, I think he was playing Zen on Circuit Royale, um, and, and we did play this map, and he didn't come in. Maybe once Kikyata comes out, we'll be able to. Which, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the. They should. Show. They should trade him for Muse. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. As we already know, Toronto Defiant, they're playing this weekend. Who do they take on? Well, they had to wait to find out who. Adam was trying to tell Krusty to pick them. Um, mm-hmm. San Fran did not. Dallas, however, mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an interesting choice for me because if I'm Dallas, I'm like, how, why am I that confident that Toronto's the team that I want to take on? Because they did it once. I know that Toronto. Well, yes, but that. You know, we, we, we see two Toronto teams, one that can play quite dominantly and one that can play not so much. The not so much showed up against Dallas the first time. I don't necessarily know I want to roll the dice and expect that that's the team that's going to show up again. However, one thing that Dallas has that well, most other teams do not is a hometown advantage. Ooh, good point. Yep. Like there, it is going to be loud, and Toronto ain't going to have a whole lot of people mm-hmm. cheering for mm-hmm. them there. So, who would you have picked? Were you Dallas? If you're not picking Toronto, oh gosh, because oh. I look at, I think there's one other realistic pick that I think Dallas has a lock on beating. 
other than that, I think there's a bit of an unknown with the other teams, even though I realize Toronto is placed higher in the standings. And actually the other team that I think Dallas uh, may have been interested to pick um, in, in that they could assuredly beat them. I think they are also uh, just more predictable. Honestly, I, I think that's gotta be what it came down to. Um, you know, I look at Florida and I think Florida has some, has shown some resilience and some tricks up their sleeve that seem to catch teams off guard. Well, I think Dallas wouldn't be able to get them. Oh yes. What about point. Washington? Were they able well, Washington San, San Fran picked Washington mm, first. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah right. right. So Washington's off the board. And so Dallas skipped over the rain. If you were to think in yeah. your standings and they went with, the so it would have been Houston, Dallas. Toronto or Atlanta, right? Yeah. I don't think they choose Houston. Uh, See, in Houston to me is the team. I think Houston and Toronto are probably in some ways the weakest teams in here. Washington, when they're on, they're on. Yes. That's the same with Toronto. I don't think to the same extent. I think when Washington is on, they seem to have some magic sauce that, that they play to a very high level. Now we've only seen that a few times. So maybe there's a higher chance that you could beat them. I mean, it it is right. It's for some reason when they can rally together and and decay pops off, the whole team just looks like they're top three, but then they come across Florida for whatever reason. And Florida is able to beat them, but then they play Toronto and they stomp Toronto. And it's like, what's going on here? So I think with Washington, it's kind of a roll of the dice. Whereas I think Toronto and Houston are a little bit more predictable I think we've seen holes in Houston, um, you know, partially revealed by Toronto when they countered the the Dante Doomfist. Um, yeah. So I think it probably came down Houston to is Houston like a, like a Atlanta this year. They're kind of similar in that regard. I think. Yeah, Atlanta is a bit of a question mark for me just because I haven't watched too much of their games, but I know they've been on a bit of a losing streak lately. Um, but yeah, in in my mind, it would have been Houston or Toronto, and Houston is going to have a a modicum of that hometown advantage kind of thing, uh, you know, being in Texas, well, right? that's, which is why I think Toronto yeah, is and that's probably the, thing is, the pick. Yeah, I wouldn't, that's the reason I'm thinking yeah, about agreed. Houston. It actually had more to do with the fact that you, if you're going to use the advantage, mm-hmm. you should use it as you can. Cause you're almost conceding a little bit to this mm-hmm. team who arguably, you know, did give you a, a run uh, earlier in the season. Oh yeah. So, Houston beat Dallas earlier in the season too. Yeah, but I mean that was that was no, when we first saw yes, Dante first game yeah. a game as well. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, I mean it's it, it's going to be a good weekend of action. The fact that the teams will be on land in in an a. Um. I'm I'm excited, uh, which you know I've been excited the start of the season. Maybe less excited to start of the season. Now I just want give me the land, give me the the pop. Uh. You know I want I want to feel the energy coming out of the the building. So if you're Wanting to watch that match, it's going to kick off on Thursday around 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 p.m. Pacific. And I say around because of how, obviously, matches go. Um, they're not the first, so that the means they go when they, they are go. the last, in fact, of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, who knows? I mean, obviously, it goes into bracket play um, as to who you know makes it out and into the weekend. Uh, only time will tell. I, I, if I were to sort of, you know, hazard a guess here, I'm just going to say, okay, I'm going to say, Shock's going to beat the yep. Justice. 
Uh, Florida's yep. going to beat the rain. I'm looking at my pickums. Uh, Gladiators are going to beat yep. the Outlaws. Toronto is going to beat Dallas. Uh, you probably don't have that. No. I'm. I'm. I can't. I can't bet against Toronto here. I feel. I just. I feel the the good. I admire your up. strength oh. and your conviction. Yeah, but you're wrong. <laughs> See, okay, well, Toronto's <laughs> not going to win the next match. I, I don't have them beating beating the Gladiators okay. there, and the Shock are going to go through mm-hmm. Florida. Agreed. Um. So I have Shock and and Glads in in winners round three. Um. I didn't even think about the losers. Cause I haven't done my pickups gotcha. yet. So. Uh, make sure they save because I did mine last night. Went back in to pull them up for this episode, and they had not saved. Didn't save. So I did them again, but. Uh, Anyways, yeah. just heads up. In both, I have uh, the winner coming from the losers bracket. Oh, so oh. who do you have? I'm still, I'm still bitter about this entire format since 2019. <laughs> I feel it's not fair that the people, like the team that goes through the losers bracket, gets a chance to lose once mm-hmm. and still win it all, while the team that goes through the winners bracket all the way to the finals yep. is unable yeah. to do that. And I feel like that loss can reinvigorate a team quite uh, uh i agree I th- a lot i think we spoke about this like when i i mean it's nowhere near the same but you know growing up playing um professional sports uh one of the sports they played in in these provincial tournaments uh had double elim and if you went through the winners you had to lose twice in the final to lose oh that um, that evens it out yeah. but i guess it's right? not good yeah. And so the reason, and I mean, it like as a team who got, who went into the losers bracket and then had to make a run, like we went on, like, I just, I mean, I remember this where we were beating teams. We, sh- we had no business beating. We just suddenly figured it out after mm-hmm. that one loss and we go into the final and we're hot and we beat that team and they spank us <laughs> game two. like, it, and so what was it that we had? We had just figured things out and we were on a run and we ran out of energy. I mean, really we were, we had given everything we could to get that one mm-hmm. win in the first final. And then the second one, that was the wake up yeah. call to that team. And they, you know, so, you know, I, I feel you're right on me. It, it, it doesn't, it almost, yes, it rewards. Oh, you, you didn't have to play as much and you could wait, but really momentum means a lot. In a lot of ways it really does. It, I mean, it, forms even more of a solid narrative because the dominant team breezes through the winner's bracket then suddenly they lose and they have to come back and they have to prove themselves again that they are in fact the most dominant but it also shows that they are the most dominant right if they're able to come back and beat that team that went through the loser's bracket after coming off of the loss they were able to adapt they were able to change and they were able to, to ultimately come out on top right so that's you know I agree. Um, and I mean, we're all bitter for the same reason about it. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm also bitter about the fact that I didn't get to uh, put in my crystal ball. Picks. Oh yes. Me too. Definitely. Oh. Me too. So, did you get any points from that? Uh, Chris, the crystal ball. Um, it's going to be the difference maker. He's going to pass pick, us now. Pick two teams from each region to advance to the kickoff clash. Zero points. If you expand it out, did does uh, it have a couple selected? Oh. Yeah, I have. I have the fuel and gladiators in the west, and I have the dragons and the dynasty okay. in the east. So how come you didn't get any? Maybe it's know. not points worthy. Maybe you don't get points for. 
Oh, it says bonus points for the winner. So you are supposed to get points, it would seem. But how many points are we sitting at? Are we there? Are we talking about? I'm sorry. Well, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, hey, 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 hey. We're going to take ourselves a short break and then get into all of that in the fray. Now, before we actually get to the points part, let's actually talk about the matches that happened Sorry. this weekend. Um, okay. Like, geez, man, you, you guys are all about the Pickham's points. That's all it is. <laughs> Drives me nuts. Uh, so uh, if we start over in the East on the, the Thursday of action, you had the Seoul Dynasty beating the Philadelphia Fusion 3-0. Uh, the Hangzhou Spark beat the Chengdu Hunters 3-1. And the Shanghai Dragons had to fight tooth and nail to beat the Guangzhou Charge 3-2. Uh, we then don't have any NA because obviously they start a little bit earlier. So we'll go back to the East for Friday where the Chengdu Hunters beat the Philly Fusion 3-1. The Seoul Dynasty beat the Guangzhou Charge 3-0. And the Shanghai Dragons beat a LA Valiant team that's looking a whole lot better than they once did, 3-2. Coming down to the uh, the West region, uh, the Glads beat the Spitfire 3-1. The Define, as we already know, beat the Excelsior 3-1. And the Shock beat the Vancouver Titans 3-1. Getting to the East again, the Hangzhou Spark beat the Guangzhou Charge 3-0, the Shanghai Dragons beat the Chengdu Hunters 3-1, and the Philadelphia Fusion beat the Los Angeles Valiant 3-1. That then takes us back west where we have a match that I don't think anyone predicted would have gone this way, but the London Spitfire beat the Atlanta Reign 3-2, and it was an interesting match because Atlanta had gotten boomed and finally decided the only way to beat London is to go Rhine and Hattie, mm. you know, you don't mess with Hattie, Hattie Ryan. A field day? Field day? Had a field day, yeah. <laughs> Hattie field day. Uh, the Houston Outlaws beat the Paris Eternal 3-2. Again, a match that I think people would have not expected to have been as close. And the Florida Man beat the Washington Justice 3-1. And then on Sunday, you had the Shanghai Dragons beating the Seoul Dynasty 3-1. The LA Valiant beat the Chengdu Hunters 3-1 and the Hangzhou Spark beat the Philadelphia Fusion 3-2 because if there's anything that we're getting out of the East is that we have absolutely no idea how good teams are and bad teams are. Except or, if you're they're a, all the equal. Spark. Yeah, they okay. seem to be on a they're roll. The, yeah, but the, it's just madness yeah. that's going on in the East. And then uh, back West, we just had the two matches to wrap up the weekend where the Dallas Fuel beat the Boston Uprising 3-0 and the Los Angeles Gladiators made uh, quick work of the Atlanta Reign. Short day. So uh, into the Pickums, uh, I got 16 out of the East. I got 16 out of the West, and I'm currently sitting at 95. Jordan, how many do you have? Uh, I got 14 out of the East. I got 15 out of the West, and I'm sitting at 105. I got, oh, for week four, I got 14 out of the West, and I got 24. Out of the east, so I think it's pretty okay. Predictable. I got a hundred and eleven. Dang, the triple. How how, how is the east predictable? Uh, to me, it was. I just missed uh, two games, and everything else is green. Like we're we're, we're talking <laughs> about like APAC region when we say east, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I just missed two games. Okay, it's madness in the east right well, now. You got to embrace the madness. Wow. 
Okay. I'm impressed. Like, cause I, I thought Philly was on fire. I thought they were going to win all their games. They lost two out of four. Oh no, they lost three out of four. Um, so I lost points on those. I thought soul might get is. a win or two, but I lost points on those. Read it, read it and weep. I send it in chat. Oh man. <laughs> he, he's, he's trying to prove it to yeah. us now too. No, no, I, I trust him. It's just a hey, fact. How remains. can you doubt the champion of last year? I was doing so well until now. So disappointed in myself. Ugh. I uh, okay. I think after the call with Sean, he slipped you the script or something <laughs> like that. You're on to me. Like if this was the West, I, I I have no doubts. There's no questions whatsoever. But to get the results that you got out of the East uh, is just it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Look at yeah, all that green. That's a like lot of green. Oh, I'm ranked um, two thousand. 97 in the world oh let me check that huh that's weird i only have 100 points in here in the leaderboard yeah in in the global one and and if it oh yeah i only have 87 that's what you're gonna say your crystal ball counts towards but because 111 would have been good enough for uh 139th wait what position do you say you're in 2097. Well, mine says I'm in 1,898 with 101 points. Yeah, so it d- doesn't count my 11 points for some reason. Maybe it just hasn't updated. I just need to call Sh- well, that- John Miller again. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, that's quite weird if that's the case. Because, Shady business. Like it would, It's the same with me. I'm currently sitting at 87 points, um, whereas if I go to the actual page, yeah. I'm at 95. Huh. Anyway, whatever. The point remains. Well, this weekend has the will, uh, will be deciding uh-huh. a it lot, will. I guess. Yeah. And uh, obviously, I'm not getting the points I should be getting out of the uh, the crystal ball. Which, yeah, it says zero points crystal ball. That's strange. Maybe it's because the crystal ball hasn't come true yet. The teams <laughs> haven't actually made it there yet. Once they land. <laughs> is it like maybe like, is it the- <laughs> once the visas get approved exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah it has an totally. api towards you know the government facilities <laughs> sure does okay well okay you know i'm, cu- I'm curious here did- hey didn't sean used What's- to run this system he did tell us that he this was basically his pet project yeah, so. we, we need to uh yeah. reach out and see yeah, so I mean, because I'm, I'm like, like all, I mean, all my, I was just thinking, like, oh, did I somehow like not pay attention to the East and the, the two teams didn't make it in? But they're all there. So, anyhow, um, if you're wanting to watch the Overwatch League action, as we already know, things get underway on a Thursday, June 2nd, um, at least uh, in the in the West. If you were to want to watch the East uh, action, you have to wait until uh, Friday. Uh, but uh, we've already started quickly run through Washington just taking on the San Francisco Chalk, Atlanta Rain taking on the Florida Mayhem, the Houston Atlas taking on the LA Gladiators, and the Toronto Defiant taking on the Dallas Fuel. Uh, out in the East, you got Philly Fusion, Hangzhou Sparks, Seoul Dynasty, Shanghai Dragons. It is double Elim unless you're in the final, at which point it is single Elim. Um, I, I'm going to say the Shock and the Spark. I have the Fuel and the Dragons. I have the shock and the dragons. Yeah, I have. I would have had the dragons if this the past weekend hadn't happened. I do have the fuel coming from the losers bracket against the shock and the spark, uh, and the dragons you coming have the from the fuel losing to. Glass. Yes. 
I do not. I have them winning against Glads, losing to Shock, and then coming back to play Shock again. And losing again, oddly enough. But Oh, well. I'm just, I'm just happy that, again, uh, Lan is back, at least for this tournament. Huh. And, yep. uh, we get to see the pop of the people on the stage. Because uh, just as we went live last week, uh, the most recent community update came out from the Overwatch League, and uh, they confirmed that when the two regions get together for the uh, next tournament, <laughs> um, it's going to be using Project Aloha. The mid-season madness um, is going back to ping, but it's a unique approach to ping. So if we were to think about how they approached it last season, there was sort of play-ins that eventually had teams sort of face off in a micro tourney couple in uh, Honolulu and a, a few in a couple in uh, Korea, or I think they were, were Korea and China. I can't remember where they all were last year. This approach to project Aloha, everyone from the West gets to go to Hawaii and then they play and then pings involved, but you know, less ping cause they're in Hawaii. Um, but there are no fans. There, it is what we would have been accustomed to seeing last year. Um, and I understand why they're doing this, but then there's a part of me that wonders if there's sort of a, a miss. I understand that you, from a travel perspective and, and the health and safety of the players in the Eastern region, it's most important. Um, and is that to suggest that there's an advantage if they happen to have everyone land in LA or wherever it happened to be in a central location in the U S playing against, uh, you know, you know, people in the East. I don't know, but yeah, tis what it is. It might be, you know, some a like assistance to teams that are close to one another. I don't think it will determine who the winner will be. Or well, no, but like <laughs> the thing about it is, if, if 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 their systems are structured as such to allow for a balanced ping, which we've been led to believe there is. Can that not be done from a a distance? Uh, maybe. Just to I mean, optimize it, it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I get it. There, it it's, it's, it's a tough situation that they have to deal with. And as Sean had said, you know, anytime you think you got to figure it out, and the pandemic says, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, you know, mix things up a little bit. Yeah. Let me just throw in another um, variant in there. But uh, the other things that came out of the community update, it was confirmed that the patch that we last saw in the beta is the one that the pros will be playing on next mm-hmm. stage. Uh, so what that means is Kikiata is live. Yeah. Uh, the Mercy Super Jump, which it's <clears> funny. <throat> it's just all the Mercy Super Jump is, is instead of the pros just being able to do it because they're skilled, now they can just press a button and it happens. I was just hoping for more heroes, but I guess not yet. No, no, we wouldn't, we wouldn't see Not that yet. It's coming. Um, and then the other thing is that the, the winners of the, uh, uh, kickoff clash will have themselves represented in a remixed, uh, luchador reaper mm-hmm. skin. So, cool. which I think is kind of cool, but then it's, it's this remix theme, which I think is indicative of what we've come to expect. Um, Sort of the net new isn't necessarily there. It's the, you know, repainted what we already have. Though the Luchador, in fairness, is kind of new. Luchador is a compared to some of the other remixes. Pretty cool skin. 
I like the idea of yeah. the remix stuff, but I also think that there are more consumer friendly ways that uh, you could do something like color palette swaps, but that's a topic mm-hmm. for another time. But yeah, that is everything in a nutshell. I mean, we've completed a stage almost um, in uh, Overwatch League 2022. We are going into a tourney cycle. If you happen to be a fan of the Vancouver Titans, um, unfortunately, you're going to have to take a break because uh, they don't get to play for a spell. Um, the Toronto Defiant, however, hopefully they, uh, they make a run. But yeah, the Vancouver Titans are not back in action until Friday, June 17th. And uh, when they take on the uh, LA Gladiators. So they get a bit of a break. Take a while. Yep. Yeah. But here we are at the end of a, of a show and a little bit longer than I think I had thought it would. But a uh, good show nonetheless. Uh, we got to pun the heck out of the entire Defiant roster. We got to learn that I am under caffeinated. And uh, I can't remember what the heck it was that uh, Jordan wanted to talk about. But again, not that type of show. But uh, if you have any comments about anything that we have said, you can obviously find us on Twitter at ReadySetPone. Join our Discord. It's discord.io slash ReadySetPone. If you have some thoughts on things that Sean said, let us know. I mean, I'm genuinely curious. Did he say anything that you were surprised by? I've actually had a couple of people uh, reach out and and uh, share some insight that uh, they were surprised by a few of the things he said. But uh, I'm genuinely curious. <clears throat> what are your thoughts? And now that we've got the head of the Overwatch League on our show, who next? Mm, great question. Bobby Kotick, here we come. <laughs> oh my goodness, could you imagine? Uh, uh, that would be a fun conversation, yeah. let me tell you. I'd, I'd totally send them the questions in advance. I totally would honor the questions that I mm-hmm. sent in in advance. <laughs> uh, but uh, what final words of wisdom do you have, y'all, for uh, our listeners here? Proper Hanjo. <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that's in line, about in line with what I was going to say, because I was just going to say, remember to soften that baddie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is what happens when I don't get coffee, right? Like, it, it just becomes a problem for me, you know? <laughs> Oh, well, I, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I actually worked for, for Starbucks back in the day. Really? Um, I spent a couple of years as a, as a shift supervisor there. So I was actually a, a step above a barista, but there was a, an incident uh, once uh, where uh, a barista actually got fired. Do you guys want to know why? Absolutely. I do. Well, they kept uh, showing up to work in their t-shirt. Not their coffee shirt, eh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It was a teabag <laughs> joke coming up, but I think we're good at this point. Oh, so if you're still listening to the show and you haven't unsubscribed yet, thank you. Well, I'm, um, I'm glad my son is still, still too young to listen to this. <laughs> I hope you do. But uh, you can find us on social. I'm Chris at Light Forest. That's Omni at Omni Strength and Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. And make sure you give one point to, or one man watch point a listen. <laughs> one point watch. Gosh. I'm it's off okay. my game. Oh, uh, whatever. Catchphrase.